therapy would realign stuff so you could have more lightning bolty kind of stuff and, and rely on your instincts a little better. How bit does or, therapy work? How long does that take? For I'm what tired. I, for what I, <laughs> you're tired already. Just I'm already about so it. tired. <laughs> Welcome to Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey everyone, welcome to Dr. After Dark. We appreciate you all being here. The number is 818-253-1693 for those voice messages. We cannot get enough, nor can we get enough of these emails, which have been exceptional lately. I appreciate them. Dr. After Dark at gmail.com. Don't forget the, the bobblehead, doctor.com slash shop. Am I getting that right, gentlemen? Just shop. Is that correct? Store, shop, uh, store. Yeah. And by the way, the other merch, uh, everybody needs to have a Rational Revolution uh, cup in their hand. I assailed uh, Miss Christina P. Uh, the other day uh, that that I was angry with her, that the Rational Recovery Revolution that she promised me was taking too goddamn long. And uh, she goes, it'll happen. It'll happen. Don't you worry. My guest today is Lauren Compton. Lauren is here as a newcomer to the Your Mom's House world. We're going to learn a little bit about Lauren, and then she's going to help me answer some voice messages, emails, and we'll look at some videos as we always do. So, cool. Welcome. Thanks. Hi. Hi. So, I, I don't know you, so I got to start from basics. So, where'd you grow up? I'm from Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm. And just whole childhood, everything there? Until I was 18, I was homeschooled. Oh, my goodness. Interesting. And then uh, I moved out of Texas when I was 18. Why the homeschooling? I was an elite gymnast. Oh, so I trained uh, from 6 a.m. to noon. I'd have lunch from noon to one. And then the gym had an upstairs and there were six girls on the team and we would go upstairs and we had a English professor that would teach us for four hours. And I did all the subjects just upstairs in a English meaning a British, a British. No, she was like an English PhD. She had a I PhD see. in English. I see. And I guess which, I said that wrong. But she would teach math and everything else too, even though she was she, a yeah, humanities taught, person. She taught it all. Interesting. Do you feel like you got a good education? No. Then? No. Were you a good student? No. No. Uh, did you go to college? No. no. So, so, like, for a minute. I went to a community college for a very short amount of time. Uh huh. Did did something take you away from college? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, I got recruited by Playboy mm -hmm. and so I immediately left college because I was like well this sounds more fun Play Playboy television or Playboy magazine or both. both yeah I've been on the cover I've been in four special editions and then but I went I left college because they had an opportunity for me to travel to Argentina and be on a TV show for a couple of months. Fantastic. As, so, as a host or a cast Yeah, member? four Playmates went, and we just traveled all over Argentina, Patagonia, Bariloche, Salta, and it was a travel show. Cool. So, yeah. So, I host, yeah. I guess we all four kind of hosted So, So, gentlemen, would you rather watch Burt Kreischer running around Argentina <laughs> or Lauren? Which, what's your, what's, what do you, what say you? I'll vote for Lauren. Yeah, I mean, I okay. guess we do have a lot in common. Neither one of us had our shirt on. That's interesting. <laughs> Again, I'm not so sure I care that Burt is off, but whatever. <laughs> interesting. Uh, so, you seem more like the hosty type. I'm surprised they didn't develop you as a host more well, thoroughly. Well, I bailed. Because? Um, well, the very last day that I had at Playboy after like four or five years of a really great relationship that I had with them, they called me in to host a massive pool party 
And there was a lot of money on the table. They were like, it's 25 grand a week for mm-hmm. six weeks. And I was holy like, shit. holy shit. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah. I was like, say no more. In LA or where? It was in LA. Mm-hmm. It was at their headquarters. Okay. And so I went through hair and makeup Meaning and everything. Meaning the mansion? No, they have an actual office. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. As most people think, it, it does all go down in the mansion, but yeah. they actually have a headquarters. Yeah. And so at this uh, meeting, they really didn't fill me in because all they said was I was going to be hosting a pool party. And uh, I sat down at this long conference table after going through hair and makeup and they give me this script and I open it and the very first line says, hi, my name is Lauren Compton. Do you think you can suck dick better than me? Oh, boy. And I was like, "Um, uh, what the fuck is this? And uh, (laughs) I love the peanut gallery just laughing their asses off. Yeah, but to me, it it almost seems like that's kind of lawsuit material. Well, it was, and I I asked them, I go, what the fuck is this? And they're like, you're going to be hosting an orgy. You're going to be going up to people that are like fucking and sucking. And then you're going to be like interviewing them. And I'm like, first of all, no one wants to be interrupted when they're getting jiggy with it. You know? I would imagine. And so they were like, well, that's you don't the com- have to... But to be fair, that's the comedy. Yeah. <laughs> but, but still. <laughs> Excuse me. Could you take that out of your mouth really quick? Just want to ask you a quick question. How's it taste? Like, what? It's better talking about it than actually doing it, <laughs> yeah. I must say. Yeah. And so, so I much... told them, I was like, mm, I'm not going to be able to do that because that's porn. And they're like, no, you don't have to participate. And I'm like, I'm not going to participate. Yeah. And so one guy like slammed his hands down. He stood up and he was like, we're shooting this tomorrow. And if you're not going to do this, then get out. And I was like, no problem. And so I left. And this then is, this that is, was the end of my Playboy th- career. This is my concern about that world. Uh, the way they treat women. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, no shit. <laughs> it, 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 it is. I I was over there once. Right, I'm going to pull the curtain back on this. I'm gonna, cause I, I, I was over there once. A friend of mine was a friend with somebody in the television side. And I had lunch over there, and these guys were disgusting. Yeah, they they, they love were, to exploit women. It, it, it is a little more subtle than exploit, but it's equally. I, I don't know how they they just the way they think about women and themselves. They mm. also think about themselves as superior, right? Uh, and it's sort of it's sort of like it's kind of a weird male supremacy kind of a thing. It's a weird <laughs> fucked up, and and I found it just really disgusting and. Uh, I remember, so I've always, I've sort of had my eye on it. Like I always wondered, you know, we we let we. Not, I don't mean as a young man, of course, I had my eye on the magazine. I was I was sort of indoctrinated by all that, mm-hmm. but but the but I was I always knew that we elevated that whole world to too high a status at the mm. time. And that there would be a reckoning for it. And that people are sort of looking at it differently now, I think. Well, now and, it's like so subpar. But yeah, continue. Well, my point was I, I was watching a, a documentary about Hugh Hefner with my wife. And, and she used to model and stuff like that, too. And, and, I, and I just said, why did women put up with this? Why did this, particularly back then, like in the 70s and 80s, like, why did you do that? She goes, it's the only move we had. We didn't have any power otherwise. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that is profound. It's true because yeah. like my dream was never to be a playmate. Yeah. Like I wanted to be a Victoria's Secret model, but I'm not five seven with an eating disorder. You know, mm-hmm. like even God was like, you've got double D's and you're five two, so it's Pornhub for you, babe. <laughs> like I know, it's just that's <laughs> I didn't choose this life. <laughs> so so, so I, <laughs> I'm all ears. 
I didn't choose this life, Dr. Drew. This I, I, life I, chose me. I, I get it. You couldn't avoid it. You and know, I didn't buy them. I get it. I get it. And, yeah. And so if you're thin with, with large breasts, you're destined for... If you're 5'2", you can't be a Victoria's Secret model. Mm. So you just settle for nudity. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to settle. That's <laughs> just one just did. One just did. Made sense and, to me. Yeah, made sense to you. And, and I went uh, from, <laughs> you know, I used to use my body in gymnastics, and now I just used it in other ways. Well, we'll, and, we'll skip right over that joke. Well, no, but but I I uh, treated Mary Carey for addiction. Oh. Uh, and she's a porn star. Oh, and and she oh you're gonna get Mary Carey up there. And she is uh, was a ballerina, like a, a highly accomplished ballerina. Yeah, and sort of has a similar kind of feeling about it. Uh, now it it didn't work well. <laughs> she, she looks just like Mariah Carey. She in those pictures. She, she's not in re, when she's moving. It's not quite that. But uh, and she you know she, she's lovely and she's and she's she actually kind of forsakes it and then keeps drifting back to it. It's kind of addictive, right? Once you get into it, both the money and the lifestyle and stuff. You know what I found addictive is I I started getting a fetish for exhibitionism. Mm. So I started to really love being naked in public. But, I mean, I was also getting paid for it. Not a lot. (laughs) But... Is this like on OnlyFans or something? No, with Playboy. So when Ah. I quit Playboy, the hardest thing to uh, quit, actually, was how much fun it was. Because I kind of got off on, like running around foreign countries naked with right. a crew and stuff. Understood. it was just really fun. Yeah, I get it. And, and and so how did you transition that? Given that you like doing that, what happened next? Then I went into acting and I went mainstream. Ah. Which was um incredibly hard to do. Because you got labeled as, as something else? At the time, like social media wasn't even really a thing. It was just like the internet. So when people would I'd auditioned to be on a TV show or in a film, they would Google me. And instead of like actual credible things that would come up, it would just be all of this like Playboy stuff that I did. Mm-hmm. And so casting directors were always like, oh, like we can't send this girl Got to, it. to be like an actual actress. Have, have you broken through all that? Is that yeah. yeah, good. Yeah. And when it, comedy... it only took 16 years. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then I went to OnlyFans. <laughs> okay. Now you're in OnlyFans. <laughs> so it, it is, and then comedy, how'd that get into this? I got into comedy because I got divorced and I needed therapy, but I didn't want to go to a therapist. So I just started dishing out all my shit on stage. And, and think how, Marvelous Miss Maisel. <laughs> cool. And, and you got you were married how long? Seven years. Mm. What happened? He cheated on me. Want to hear the story? Sure. It's really fun. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> he managed a restaurant. And uh, one night he didn't come home and usually he'd come home at midnight or one and didn't come home. And so I woke up and it was like six o'clock in the morning and I'm like, where is this guy? So I go and find my iPhone and I put in his username and password and it showed that he was down the street. And I was like, that's crazy. He must have gotten in a car accident and be dead in a ditch. So I drove. Oh boy. And I got there and he comes walking out of an apartment and I was like, he's alive. Not for long. <laughs> I was pissed. Yeah. I was like, you're supposed to be dead. Yeah. And so then I drove home as fast as I could. He never saw me. <clears throat> mm. Pretended like I was asleep. He comes walking in the door. And I saw him in Venice Beach. And so that's where this all happened. Do you, do you, were you guys living in Venice? 
We were. In Southern California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh my God, where have you been? And he was like, oh, West Hollywood. And I was like, well, there's a lie. So then I told him I had a bunch of anxiety. I wanted to go for a drive. And I drove as slow as I could back to her house. And as we were getting there, he's like, no, where are we going? And I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. And then I punched him in the face. He was like, it's the hostess of the restaurant. He got out of the car. And then I filed for divorce two two days. Two years. Could you imagine the low self-esteem? But still, Two days. I I hate those (laughs) stories. It's so awful. Yeah. It's so it's such a betrayal. It's but so it's, awful. It's made my comedy career. <laughs> okay, good. Good. That's good. You know, fuck but, it. And 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 he sucks. Well probably he does. I mean, no. He I does. I mean we're actually still really good friends. I'm sorry for I, I couldn't that. I couldn't really maintain suck. a friendship. I'm sure he'll watch this. I couldn't maintain a friendship with somebody like that. No? I, it's it's hard even me to understand what we going through his head. Regret. No, 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 not oh. afterwards. I mean that that, <laughs> that would could would comment would create such bad judgment as to i mean does he did he want out does, were you guys getting along okay was i mean i think because i had done playboy and at and then at this time in our relationship i was doing like guest star roles on tv shows and i was doing like lead roles in films i think he was just really insecure and I loved him so much. That's so fucked up. When I know. Do- and then he was like, I didn't have sex with her. I just got oh, bull- really wasted. Bullshit. And I threw up. Yeah, I was like, whatever. so what? You were playing like Twister and you slipped and fell and yeah. she just like tripped over your dick? Right. Like how? Right. No, no way. I'm not did, an idiot. Did he protest? Did he try to save, salvage the relationship? Oh, yeah. He's still trying to salvage it. <laughs> Seven years later. He's like, I'd marry you again in a heartbeat. And I'm like, oh. No. Not no. after that. There are times when you can kind of get through betrayals. You can kind of figure it out. But this is so profound and so early in the relationship, too. I know. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Is, have you been able to have a relationship since? Uh, they, you know, they're not great. Maybe that's where the therapy could come in. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. It, it, I dish it out on it, stage, it, though. It, it makes for a good comedy. You won't lose that. Don't worry. Don't worry. It'll It'll stay. So in your family of origin, were your parents together? They were together. My they were married for thirty two years. Were my dad died in two thousand twelve mm. from cancer. Ooh, what kind of cancer? He had cancer of the sinuses. Ugh, nasopharyngeal cancer. Ugh. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Mm. And not much. It's still radiation. That's about all we can do. And nothing. yeah, and he had chemotherapy, and he doesn't overcame really, it, and mm, then it relapsed, it and then doesn't work. It, what did your dad do for a living? He was a computer engineer. And your mom? Was a nurse. And she's still nursing? She retired mm. when COVID hit. Good for her. Do you know what kind of nursing she did? She was in medical surgical, so she would take care of people. Med surge wards. Ward, cl- yeah. Floor in nurse. A, in a hospital, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I was just, how did the, who got you into the, well, I, I'm thinking about a friend of mine, Nastia Lucan. Oh, and, I love her. And how she got involved with gymnastics was her dad, right? Yeah. Who became her coach. So yep. how did you get into this? Into gymnastics? Mm-hmm. I was watching the Olympics. <laughs> There's Nastia. Yeah. Um, I've met Nastia multiple times. She's also from Dallas. Yeah. Her dad owns a gym called World Olympic. Mm-hmm. And um, I almost started training there, but I went to Mesquite Institute of Gymnastics instead. And we were rivals. Our gyms were ah, rivals. I see. Um, but I got into gymnastics because I was watching the Olympics and I saw Amanda Borden. Mm. Uh, do some crazy stuff on the Olympics, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" That was, was on. The, who's she? Had a big floor routine, right? Was that the floor routine you saw, or the? I think I saw her on the balance beam. Got it. 
but I was nine years old and she had really short hair. That's already late. Nine, right? Yeah, yeah. it was not. Um, like some people start at three years mm-hmm. old. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that. I didn't get the. So it was you pushing it. Yeah. Not... And I told my parents that I wanted to do gymnastics. And so they found a gym. And I think for a year I was just compulsory. Like I didn't really take it seriously. And then I competed in a tournament and there was like 22 places that they were like awarding and there was only 23 girls and I was the 23rd girl that like didn't place at all and I was so butthurt about it I was like I am the worst one here and then I wanted to take it seriously and so then I started training uh as a pro athlete for the next I don't know seven years so that overcoming adversity was that was that an important moment in your life because I I had some moments like that with athletics and it like really was shaped a lot of how I operate these days. They're just going, fuck that. I'm going to become good at this. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned to definitely either be all in or all out. Like I don't know. Comedy is a great place for that kind of attitude, by the way. Yeah. Because it requires, you know what it requires. It'll beat you down and beat you down and beat you down. Yeah. And so you just keep going. So what's happening now in your life? Um, I mean. What are you doing? Where will they find you? Like on social media? You said you mentioned my only... life basically is on social media now. Okay, you make a living that way. I do, and that that's OnlyFans. What you talked about? I do OnlyFans. I'm on TikTok. I make comedic sketches. I do stand up, and um, that's all I do. And you traveling much with this? I travel a lot. I went on three tours this last year. Twice was in London for a month. I did international tours for for comedy. Mm-hmm. That must have been interesting. It was so fun. Yeah, I bet. It was a great time. Yeah. I went in February and then I went again. No, I went in January and then in March. So are you, are you where you want to be? Are you doing what you want to do? I'm at a good starting point. Mm. I'm at a, I think that finally now I'm feeling like um, I, I have my bearings. Are your parents cool with what you've done? Um, and doing? My dad was like dumbfounded that I wanted to do Playboy. Confused, yeah. Yeah. And um but I didn't really care. My dad and I didn't have a great relationship. Oh, tell me about that. Uh he was an alcoholic. Oh. <laughs> Super fun. <laughs> did did you inherit any of that genetics, you think? I mean I love alcohol. Well love loving a substance is sort of like a tell. Yeah. <laughs> as they say. <laughs> loving it. It's, a, it's just one of those tells. So that genetics... Made... Like I put Baileys in my coffee. Hmm. Anything else in there? I put mushrooms in my coffee. Okay. Anything else? Uh, no. Okay. So, so do you drink all day? No, 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 no. no. Not usually. No, that's, that's I, so... I, I don't drink until like 10 a.m. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm joking. Do, do you have to use, do you use alcohol or drugs when you're performing on your Instagram? No, actually, no. I do not drink yeah. before I perform. So mm. if I have a show, mm. I don't drink at all. Even in the in the social media zone, I can't. Something about alcohol will make me really tired. Oh, that's good. That's that's the opposite of what most people with the, those genetics yes. get. Yes. So if I tried to shoot a sketch or write or do anything productive, mm-hmm. and I even have one cocktail, I'll get exhausted. But I bet if you have four, it goes the other way. If I go four, I just go to bed. Oh, so it does take down. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, okay. like I, okay. I don't get That's a nice little protective up. factor there. That's good. Yeah, so I don't think I got that. Did he ever get sober? Was he ever 
in the program? Did he ever try? No. Mm. No. Was he a mean drunk? Yeah. Um. He was not a happy person. Mm. And do you get how that affects your picker? Because we're going to talk about dating today. Okay, I can't wait. Yeah. And so, do you, do you get how that affects your what they some people call love maps? Connect, you know, how you fit with other people. Sure. Romantic partners. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure I have a horrible picker, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's uh, horrible. No. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, but but it, it, that's where therapy could really, really help. It's, it's just sort of it, it remaps your connected in you know, how how you connect with somebody. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've just accepted it. It, it. It's so easy <laughs> to correct, and and stand up unfortunately is not the way to do that. Yeah, I mean stand up's great for, as a catharsis and to work sort of cognitive stuff through, but that 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 attachment stuff. Yeah, I mean you'll forever be attracted to alcoholics. That's just the way it is. But but they're fun, right? And, and so, you, but you won't necessarily have when people have this kind. It's codependency, right? It's sort of what this is, and and when people have kind of lightning bolts, right? Yeah, like you had lightning bolts with your husband. Yeah, yeah. You're that's going to end every time the way that one ended. Oh no. Yeah. So you have to either not go for lightning. I thought you were a doctor. Why do you have to be a psychic? <laughs> it's, it's all the same stuff. What the fuck? <laughs> So it's pretty. It's pretty predictable. Your love life is doomed. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. That's my point. Um, but but if you go for lightning bolts, your your body's a perfect instrument that way. And so every time will predict same kind of person. Even if they look totally different, seem totally different, they will oblige you by taking doing the same outcome, same okay. shit. So you either have to not go for lightning bolts, which is not necessarily fun. So like a cool summer wind. Butterflies. Butterflies. Yeah, butterflies more than lightning bolts. But Ooh, those are scary. Uh, right, because you're not used to that. You, I know. It's uncomfortable. God, imagine you get feeling boring. Something good. B- boring. <laughs> right. Right. Doesn't that? Want a cup of tea? It's, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, but but therapy would realign stuff so you could have more lightning bolty kind of stuff and and rely on your instincts a little How better. How does therapy work? How long does that take? For I'm what? Tired. I, for what? I, <laughs> you're tired already. Just I'm already about so it. tired. <laughs> You you do you, are you aware that you add con, uh, syllables to words? <laughs> no, uh, what do you my, mean? My intro to Lauren was her going, "Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> like I think that was a one syllable word with four syllables." <laughs> but uh, but it works. By it would take a bit of time, not not excessive, not not years and years. <laughs> but but I know it's I'm not thirty four, Doctor True. You get there quick. Clock's ticking. <laughs> So okay, that's interesting. You, you haven't mentioned that yet, but that's interesting, important, and and important to pay attention to that too. By the way, and also you can you can you get can, them free frozen. You can harvest them. I know, but I keep thinking that the dream guy is just right around the corner. I would so strongly urge you get a little therapy before you before you before you make any <laughs> before you go looking for that. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> It, it literally would be. It literally would in be. In your dreams, bitch. No, no, he is. He is there, but you'd, you'd miss him now. Oh, I know. See, that's the thing. You wouldn't see it, and so even in the process of being in therapy, you'd be higher, higher likelihood of. Seeing I think it's that. great you're married. Yeah, me too. Because I, I, because it's like if you go and you work out with. Oh, this is going to sound so terrible, but you want your trainer to be fit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have experience and success with yes, this. Yes, I've been married thirty-two years. I just want you to know I'm listening. Yeah, good. Thank okay. you. 
And and that is one of the things that troubles me about a lot of people that give relationships advice out there. Like I, I've been I've been divorced four times, and I'm it's like no fuck you. Why are you talking to yeah. people? Yeah. So yeah. So and we're very happy, and you can see her on the show if you ever watch this show. Uh, I want to watch the show. Okay, good. Here. What's her name? Susan. Susan. My aunt's name is Susan. See, so is hers. So <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> we love Susan. <laughs> so. Uh, in any event, the, the just the process of of forming a secure, safe in place where you feel comfortable and attached to another person, mm-hmm. you're, you're quite capable of it. Oh, you're very skeptical about it. I can tell. Uh, I, you're this is essentially what we're What's doing. What's a safe place? A, a mm, environment where you feel held and heard and felt, and securely, like it's like he whoever's holding you in that environment Mm -hmm. can be fully open to whatever comes from you and just be there for you and receiving it and like a straight guy well you're worried if it's a straight guy something will go i've just only like the only guys that are like that to me are like gay gay maybe you need a woman maybe (gasps) a female Mm. as a friend as a as a therapist oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah I have a feeling it might might be a little easier for you. I don't know. Yeah, because it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, some people would say, "Well, we need to work on that attachment to men." But I, I'm not that way. I just think you got to feel that safety and have that secure base, and the attachment has to be something you can rely on. You can translate it out into the world, and then it's crazy how scary that sounds. I know. I'm sure. You know. Right. That should tell you something. Yeah, because I'm so used to shit going south so fast. I've almost like learned how to handle it better. If something goes good, I'm like, what is wrong with this person? Right. So something's wrong with him. He's boring or it's too vulnerable. It's uncomfortable. It's whatever. You know, it's hard to sit yeah. with. Hmm? That's the work. That's the work. It's pretty simple. It's crazy how I always think that I'm the problem too. I'm like, what did I do? What did it's, I it's, say? It's the picking. It's my picker. Mm. My picker's you, off. you set it up that way. Damn. Yeah. So tell me again what to look for. In a guy, but, butterflies, not lightning bolts. Butterflies, not lightning but, bolts. But you're 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 missing the actual advice, which is to get, <laughs> just to get therapy. You keep stepping around that. So, and and I'm sure there. You're, are you living in Austin? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there are lots of really well. And and I, the more I'm talking, the more I'm thinking it needs to be a woman. And so, just get a good female there. Some old lady that's done it for years and has a great track record with forming attachments to people. That's all you need. So, do you think I have an attachment issue? Not per se. I, you, it's, it's your attachments are. I don't know what your attachment style is, but I'm sure it's okay. It, it's, it's the, the mapping of that attachment onto certain kinds of people because of your dad. And God bless him. Wow, that's so crazy that it runs all the way back to him. Hmm. My mom doesn't have any. I'm sure she does. That then I think I instinctively I can say that to you because that for instinct I. Is this After Dark show? Are we doing After Dark today? Are we just doing some other therapy oh, show? Yeah, we doing some celebrity rehab. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it is. You're I, helping me. I, I know a lot, and, and I deal with addicts and alcoholics so much that I had to learn to become really kind of. You said psychic. I really had to become kind of a mind reader in a, yeah. in, a in a proximity with another person, and so I know whatever I'm feeling, I can rely on a hundred percent. And so my recommendation to you about a female has something to do with your mom. Yeah. But I don't know well enough to know what that is. How did you get into this? Uh, accident. So my story is uh, I was I was 
swashbuckling, intensivist. I was going to be a cardiologist and going down that path. And I started moonlighting at a psychiatric hospital. And I got fascinated with what was going on there. And I got interested in the medical care of psychiatric patients and ended up taking over their medical services. And then over the years, gradually, all the medical problems were down on the drug unit. That's where all the medical problems were. Yeah. And I got very familiar with drug withdrawal and got very good at that. And then uh, was asked to kind of help out on the drug unit and eventually became the director of the drug unit for like 30 years. Wow. And, um, and in that setting, I felt like my job was to create this environment you and I are talking about. Yeah. Uh, and to help them feel felt. And with addicts and alcoholics, you learn very quickly whatever's coming out of their mouth, you you don't pay any attention to it. You just you just you just <laughs> you just go, you just react. And yeah. whatever comes out of my mouth, which I never know what is gonna come, I just had to trust. And it became this sort of very instinctive thing. I had to do a lot of my own therapy. Wow. A lot. Yeah, I never I, like, know what's like, going to come out like of Like 11 head. years. I do a lot of therapy. And and my sort of... What was your therapy for? Um, I had a little more trauma and sort of fucked up attachments too. And, you know, my mom was a witch. <laughs> like a God, real one? Bless her heart. No, just to me. Oh, <laughs> just, oh, I see. Just bless her heart. I was like, well, well there's your psychic <laughs> yeah. stuff coming through. She's no, got a cauldron. She was, She's like, <laughs> my son will tell the future <laughs> for all of his future clients. So, no, she was lovely, and God bless her. And there are many things to be thankful for about her, but she was pretty traumatic for me. And uh, and my dad was well. Sounds little, like your mom and my dad would have. Yeah, they would have made a quite had a, a lightning bolt. Powie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so anyway, lots of stuff and dysregulation. I fundamentally, I wasn't connected up to my emotion, my primary emotions very well, uh, and I had a lot of anxiety and that kind of thing. And so in that safe environment, so I was the object of exactly what I'm talking to you about, and it I, I needed somebody reflecting back to me feeling states so I could go in and find my own. Yeah. Like it's like, though, here's what you're, would I have to start every session with what I'm feeling? And I would just fill in that blank, whatever I'm feeling. And that was really hard for me. And, but when the therapist would reflect it back to me on her face, I I wasn't aware that was even happening at the time, but in retrospect, I started seeing what was happening. It, it connected me. So her, her attunement connected me to my stuff. Do you so. feel like you learn more about yourself when you talk to other people about their problems? It it is kind of like being a teacher. You know, teachers always say you learn more by teaching. Yeah. But I'm not really I'm so much opening to the other person. The only, my only participation is what we create together, right? Mm-hmm. And so what's fascinating to me is it helps me trust my instincts and attach to feel more connected to my feelings yeah it helps me stay in that space more but i don't really have any insight in myself in that moment and and so i have all kinds of crazy weird things that happen in therapy you feel things you smell things you see things you hear music and stuff that's that i learned quickly not mine wow so i would always know that the patient was experiencing something yeah so do you have kids we have triplets (gasps) yeah 29 like on accident no fertility campaign Okay. Yeah. You know, knock yeah. them all out at once. I don't recommend it. I, I don't recommend it. Dude, Fuck it was, that shit, my, this, then. this turned my hair gray in like <laughs> six months. All right. Let's, let's get to okay, this okay, show. Okay. We have enough little psychotherapy. Uh, Thank uh, you for that. I needed and it. Any, any, this is what I was telling you. you. You needed a little more on the trauma side of this, right? Come on, man. What? What are you saying? You're yeah. saying I needed therapy? Dude, we had long conversations about this, of course, about six months. I don't remember what you're talking about, Chief. Fuck. <laughs> Are you going to forget this whole thing too? What thing? Oh, yeah, there we go. See? See? 
why do I waste my time with you, with you guys? <laughs> so, 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 no, uh, Annie, Annie has some more, more specific All trauma right, stuff. back to the show. <laughs> more specific trauma stuff we had talked about with him over the months and stuff. And so it, I'm not, I just want you to know, I'm not really talking about this for you. I was talking about more EMDR and stuff like that for you. So there's different kinds of therapy What's for different EMDR. It's it's eye movement desensitization. Oh, reprogram. I had a therapist yeah. try to do that. It I was. I'm not sure that's what you need. Yeah, it, it, it's like kind of like hypnosis. It's it's it yeah. really, if you had more. I mean, I'm sure your dad was kind of traumatizing, but I don't know any sexual abuse growing up or anything. Yeah, not so, from him. No, I understand, but it's sort of it's sort of opens you to that having a traumatic dad at home sort yeah of. and uh that maybe you need some you know specific stuff probably not probably you just deal with it in a safe context you know, yeah kind of thing. therapy is a great start no therapy would be the whole thing oh. for you <laughs> it'd be, the, it'd be the beginning middle and end if, if it's with a good therapist all right let's get some voice messages going here let's, oh emails you putting emails up front yeah let's start with some all emails. right some emails all right ready here we go for you uh, can dating sites be addictive? My boyfriend has been using dating site dating sites for twenty years. Has not my boyfriend? Whoa! And, and has not had a serious relationship in many years before me. Uh, when I noticed men on his when I noticed them on his phone, he said he's just addicted to looking and can't stop. He opens the apps and showed me he never responds, but won't delete them. What the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck is right? I mean, if your boyfriend is looking at other girls on dating websites. It doesn't sound like they are a match made in heaven. Right. So it's a bad picker maybe for this young lady. Hmm? I think she should probably just be like, why don't you pick one of those and go? That's my advice. Yeah. Leave that. Motherfucker. I think we just leave it at that. Uh, it, it is interesting, though, that men get addicted to visual scrolling of all types. Mostly porn is where they get going. Yeah. And I could see how this could have a similar kind of thing for a guy. But you would think... On behalf of the girlfriend, you could you could fucking. But stop. there's a difference because if you're looking at porn, you're like trying to like get like like a like have some sexual arousal. Uh, yeah. yeah, but if you're on a dating site, you're seeing what's out there and what's available. Mm. I think that that's just a different thing. Like agreed. Yeah, agreed. Okay. All right. Kick him to the curb. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. that guy. Fuck that guy. Send uh, him to my OnlyFans. Drew. <laughs> he, he would be more honest, at least. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, Drew and Booth Boys, I've been watching your show on YouTube religiously for all of 2022. I love it. I want to know all of your opinions. That's three of us, gentlemen. Uh, on the question, can she be too wet? <laughs> My husband is having troubles in the bedroom. We're working through it. I, how many times have I said, what do I say when a man is, she's saying he's having erectile problems or having trouble ejaculating or something. What do I say when a guy's having a problem like that? What do I say? Uh, fuck through it. Oh. What do I say about the woman's part in it? Uh, that she's the doing wetter the better. Wrong. She's doing a great job. Yeah, she's good stuff. Hot stuff. <laughs> hot sauce is the best. God, I, hot sauce is the best. But I feel like we should stop. Maybe we got to replay all of 2022 for the. If this is how much getting through. Uh, okay, after one successful attempt, he said, it's getting too wet. I have extraordinary self consciousness. I've never considered that as a possibility. Okay. Oh, the the proof that it's the, the we're seeing the proof that we're doing a good job and it's oh, all in her no, head. No, 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 no. Yes, <laughs> yes. One, thank you one. for that, but that's right. a wholly different thing. So, that when a man has performance problems, you guys done? Oh, oh, that that it's that it's not 
that it's not her fault. Thank you. Oh, okay. Thank you. So when a man has a performance problem, whether it's delayed ejaculation, too fast ejaculation, erectile dysfunction, it's almost never anything to do with the woman. And I mean almost never. Yeah. So too, she's now doing a whole thing in her head, like, I must yeah. be too wet, I must be this. And he has the temerity to blame her. Wow. What an asshole. And now I'm, I'm now there can be a thing of too wet that where the friction is not quite what a guy likes. Right? Weird. But you can work around that pretty easily. Yeah. So it's, again, if a guy's having a problem, too, it's Like, him. is she squirting? She doesn't tell us. Doesn't well, that's tell. like, so, unless you're hanging your bed up to dry. Yeah. I just can't imagine it. There, there, I've heard of it being an issue for, wow. for, for both partners, frankly, and for both. But but it's, again, quite manageable for him to blame you because he has a dysfunction. No, he should get his Get a problem. bucket and a mop for that wet-ass pussy. Put that on a loop. <laughs> so just wondering why and if this is normal ever since I started getting my period, which is irregular you always. Same. Uh, yours is irregular. Ma. Th- two syllables there. Same ma. Uh, I thought same was one syllable. Uh, same ma. Uh, I have a friend that same. does that all I have, I have a friend that does that all the time. I give her shit about it too. So uh I can always tell it's coming. The two to three days before it comes, uh I get a Adam Carolla's calling me everybody. Oh, not- <laughs> I was just on a show with him mm-hmm. at the improv. We mm-hmm. should say hi. He he's not as fun as you think he is. <laughs> he he, he was on my show. I, I know. He I, he he'll he'll be like, eh. Is uh, he looking uh, for therapy? No. We just talk regularly. Oh. We, he and I do a podcast together three days a week. Oh, so, okay, I remember we had cool. a, we had a show before you were born um, <laughs> on television. I did a show at the Hollywood Improv a couple weeks with Jeremy Piven and Adam Carolla. Oh, how fun! That's cool. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so two three days before I it comes my period, I get shooting pain inside that area when I orgasm. So she gets a cramp with orgasm, but also I orgasm at least twice a day. And I know some women have trouble with that, but maybe I'm just in tune with my body. Medically, though, what's going on? Touch my camera through the fence. Uh, I'll be coming up in May. All aloha. Uh, what do you think? So she's got irregular periods. They're sort of uncomfortable. She has pain after orgasm, but orgasms more. I think she, she was saying It more. sounds like she likes the pain if she's mm, got pain mm. when she's orgasming and she's doing it twice a day. I, I think she's telling us. No, she's not saying that the twice, her twi- twice a day is just her deal. That's just what she does, whether it's before the period or otherwise. But yeah, pretty good, right? Wow. And during the, and during, good there's for a, her. so, so right. So there's an interesting thing. Women are all over the place on the orgasm spectrum, right? You're yeah. aware of that, right? Some are like stealing all of them from everybody, <laughs> and some of them can barely find it. And, yeah. And it's sort of in between. She's sort of, sort of in between. It's not like she has one orgasm each time. I have not, so many questions about her orgasms go ahead. now. Go ahead. Let's see if I can answer them. Is she? Do you, I want to know? Is she like clitoral or is it the G spot? She's that that kind of thing is usually clitoral, rarely G. They they'll be able to do G spot, but not very often. Yeah. That that person. And, yeah. And the and the woman that's multiple month orgasmic, like twenty at a thirty at a time. Yeah, like continuing on. They will not like clitoral stimulation at all. Wow. It feels too intense, too uncomfortable. I like clitoral st- stimulation when I'm by myself, but mm-hmm. if I'm with a guy. Then I'm like all about that G spot. Okay, good. So that's that. You're sort of more in her camp. I think so. Yeah. And I have irregular periods. But do bitch, you, <laughs> we're in the same place. But do you have pain? No, when, okay. no pain. So there's a there's a lot of inflammation during periods, particularly if you have. She may have endometriosis. She may have ovarian cysts. She has some something's going on where she's yeah. having irregular periods, and that is associated sometimes with more inflammation. And the round ligament there, the sort of suspensory ligaments for the for the uterus and tubes. 
um, gets irritated, inflamed, and it kind of con- that whole area is contracting during orgasm, and that sort of triggers this visceral feeling. Wow, yeah. my nose just tingles. Interesting. When I orgasm, I don't know why. Do you ever faint or anything? Not from an orgasm. Do, do you ever? Does your mouth ever tingle too? No, it's just the tip of my nose. Isn't that interesting? Don't it's have. It's like Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer. <laughs> How cute! Uh, I'm 23-year-old male. Uh, let's see. That's my. I'm a 29-year-old. My sex drive has been low most of my life. A couple weeks ago, I started getting increased sex drive, like feeling random urges to hey. masturbate throughout the day. I could be eating lunch, writing uh, email, talking at work, and it hits me really random. No recent changes in medication. I've always been taking medication for epilepsy and anxiety for years. That's why your sex drive has been low. Uh, what is going on is you maybe miss, you maybe change your medication. I, 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 piss on me, beat me. Again, aloha. Um, so, look, if a male... You're now normal, dude. That's essentially yeah. normal. That's what we applaud ma- you. That is what men kind of contend with at your age all the time. You've not been normal probably because of the medication. Mm. Uh, and if so, if you have a low low sex drive, you always have to think of a medical explanation for it. If a male, wow. the, now there can be. Can't a, you take testosterone or what do you do? This guy, uh, he could make sure that the medicines aren't lowering his testosterone. He, he would te- check that uh, if he has sub. You know, sort of 200 to 400 range, you might boost it up to 600, 800, might, might help him. But really, you want to change the medication if you possibly yeah. can. So, uh, okay, 25 year old, hoping you can give me some dating advice for somebody who's very antisocial. I don't like meeting new people, it's very uncomfortable, it makes me nervous and anxious. I'm not insecure. I just, I ha- it's just a problem that I have. Also, the, I love people's English. Also, this would be my very first time dating. So, all right. So this How, is, what? yeah. So I think I figured out. So this is basic dating advice and somebody who kind of has social phobia, probably has socially not skilled. I imagine right? it's hard to meet people when you don't like people. Well, she didn't say she doesn't like people. She's uncomfortable. She doesn't have, now, so, so one of the ways to address that is develop your fucking skills. Yeah. Right? Like, get out there. Get out there. Right. So what should she do? Any advice? Where should she go? Should she go out? Well, she's, um, if, I mean, it's hard to tell someone to do something that they don't like to do, but how else do you expect to meet someone? You were at the bottom of the gymnast scale and then you started, you got good and then you liked it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Same thing dating. She needs to get out get there. out there. She's 22nd or 23rd right now. And she Let's needs go, to be babe. first. Right. So it, it's about developing skills, about getting familiarity. You know, there, I heard an interesting uh, podcast yesterday was talking about confidence and I thought he was so spot on. He was saying we have all these assholes out there going, be confident, be confident. You, you can't be confident till you have experience. True. You, once you have experience doing something, then then you you have competency and it makes you feel confident. You can talk that you can tolerate situations. You can tolerate uncertainty. Yeah. You can tolerate, you know, whatever it is that your anxiety is about. There are also treatments for social phobia. If you want to do that, there's medication and things, but I wouldn't necessarily re- recommend that first order business go out there. My question though is do are dating websites, you know, and, and Tinder and whatnot. Can you realistically hook up with people, not hook up, Go out and socialize with people through those apps that way without, I don't know, do people have expectations with these? I don't know. Okay. So when you do do an app, let's say I said, hey, honey, I want you to go out and just have drinks with two different people a night, but that's it. Will she eventually piss people off? I mean, you you know what I mean? I think you put yourself in an uncomfortable situation because if you're meeting people on a dating app, the expectation is, is if you match, that you both have an interest in each other. Okay. So it's got to be a little more than just, hey, we're just having a drink. I'm just, I'm, I mean, I, I'm practicing my social skills on you. I think so. So where should she go? What should she do? You know, they have Bumble for friends. There you go. 
<clears throat> that's I'm serious. Like yep. you can actually, it's like it's called like my Bumble BFF or Perfect. something like that. Perfect. So if you're also just looking, you can. I think you can. Oh, there's a setting on dating apps where you can uh, set it to where it says that you're just here for friends. Good. And so maybe just set that. Start standard. with that. Perfect. And then yeah. and then maybe graduate out of that at some point once you get kind of right. good at. We're helping people, guys. That's we're doing what I it. would do. Here we go. Now we're going to watch some videos. Okay, I can't wait. All right. All right. Now, so uh, Nadab's going to set this up for us. Uh, so, Lauren, can you put your headphones on? Oh, yeah, on? we need the headphones for this. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I, I uh, would, can I pick the order? Wow, you sound so sure. good in this. Yes, these are good mics. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to see first? Uh, shaving head with ass sort of intrigues me. So <laughs> what I'm the wonder- fuck did I'm you just say? <laughs> I said shaving head with ass. So I'm wondering what that is. Oh, it's written there. Yes. Okay. Yes. And that's where we're going to see the videos. What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus Christ! God. Oh my God! Oh. This is old school YMH stuff. I would love to recreate this. I mean, you'll get lots of views. How is this guy so fucking serious? He looks like he's a mannequin. It looks like she has a dick. <laughs> and what's the other guy doing? Like, like being more precise I with all the... I think he's trying to correct whatever she's done with her ass. Yeah. <laughs> what's happening there. Uh, is he wearing a shirt of himself? It, it, great pickup. I, I think he is. I think he absolutely is. That's you know phenomenal. Why? And, and not only that, he, he's completely bald in his T-shirt. So I guess he doesn't care if she takes chunks out of his uh, Yeah, he's like, head. go for it. I'm going to shave this head anyway. Anyway, right, right, right. Yeah. Well, this is uh, a new experience, everybody. <laughs> so wow. I feel like I've, I've learned something. Um the fact that you mentioned it looked like a phallus sort of opens a whole bunch of other new possi- it, possible ideas. It's like some weird backwards there, there could dick. Be, there could be a strap-on version of this. There could be all kinds of variations on this. Wow. Yeah. Well, And see, he, he looks thrilled. He does. Uh, Lauren, welcome to your mom's house. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. I, is, I love mo- the is, mom's house. Here we are. So, all right. Do you guys have any more to add to that? Is there... No, you, I think you guys added so many layers. To yeah, it we proved it pretty much I, got it. We didn't catch the you first time. I, I think the I think Lauren's observation is the best. That he's, wearing. he's wearing himself. And, and by the way, that's not a shirt. That's a smock for the like. Oh my it's like God. just for the barber shop, right? You're right. It's it's, it's <laughs> right. Christ. <laughs> We need to know more about this gentleman. Wow. Is it his barbershop? Does he DJ at that barbershop? Is he like, I imagine he's the DJ at the barbershop. Or does and, everyone that go in the barbershop just look like that? And, and, oh. and, we don't know. And do you see the giant headsets on his uh, smock? Right? Does that, to me, that says DJ. Doesn't, and no. he looks like he's, looks like he's like scratching. Like he's leaning. Can in. You, can we actually take this video and like zoom out a little oh, bit so nice? we can see more? <laughs> no, we can in. only zoom in. <laughs> oh wait, hold on, keep going, keep going. Oh, oh, okay, oh, oh, better, better. Is he wearing are, an apron? Are those he's, barber chairs. He's wearing him? an apron. Oh my god, does he work at Terry Black's? <laughs> I think he does. We're getting barbecue from there in mere minutes. <laughs> I can't uh, wait. Uh, let's see. He is wearing a, but looks like a chef's apron, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like he's cooking up some fire. So whatever you guys, whoever sent this in, who sent this in? Did Christina just find this? or No, I, th- I think it was just sent into the Please email. give us more about this gentleman. We need, we to, need we, to know yeah. a lot more about yeah. this, this human yeah. being. It's, it's almost like a weird stripper and it barbershop. Looks, it also looks like they're at home. It doesn't even look like they're at a barbershop. It looks like his friends are just as fucked up as he is. <laughs> oh, 
Okay, keep going. Next one. Okay. What do you got next? All right, so this next one is a very cool prank uh, that a wife does on her husband post-vasectomy surgery. Uh-oh. My husband had a vasectomy today. Uh-oh, he looks so happy. Oh, we've got, like, I need to go take an antibiotic in for you. Did you know that they gave me your balls? <laughs> Look. Did you know that they were going to do that? What? They took my balls out. Because it has the semen. You didn't, they told you they were going to do that. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> they told me. <laughs> you don't need them. Your balls sack. <laughs> <laughs> you still have your balls. I was just kidding. <laughs> oh, oh man. Uh, You still have them. Feel uh, like they're there. I can't feel my balls. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see them. Oh no. It's bandaged. How do you feel? Why were you crying? I wasn't crying. You were crying. You were crying. Thank you so much. You were crying because they gave me your balls. <laughs> He's gonna. She's gonna do it again. It wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that they gave you my balls. Ooh, I have your balls in my purse. <sighs> yeah, I know, but like literally. Was gonna be in your purse. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was gonna get him back. <laughs> no, I don't want to touch those. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best. They're the best. So he was under anesthetic still the first. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is which is always funny. Oh, and, and you know whenever somebody's still coming out of anesthesia, it never gets old. Do you know? It reminds me of uh, my gagging friends, my gagging couple. Do you know I interviewed them on my streaming show? Oh yeah, yeah. They oh, were yeah. they were awesome. Yeah. They were they, they were look, su they super awesome. awesome. And uh, I forget her name. Uh, it's like Lauren. Lauren. Yeah, I think yeah. it's Lauren oh, also. Oh, God. Uh, and uh, she's Another had... fucking Lauren. She's had vomit phobia since childhood, it turned out. and uh, Like she's afraid of throwing up? She has a, a fear of it, but then easy, is really easy to gag. Like she gags at everything, and her husband discovered that and tortures her with that. Oh, wow. And, it, and there's a whole YouTube channel for it. Do you want to... Do we have any handy? You're going to show... This Lauren, that Lauren, uh, a little, little you're gonna have to give me a minute. To All right, try and look come on that. now. All right, <laughs> I, I mean, it's I always do that to you guys. I know, and I, and come I do on it now. Give me the. Thing I, I, I do it with hat in hand. Come on now. Um, but also be fucking fast about it. <laughs> You'll get it when you get it. All right. <laughs> give me an ATM etiquette while we're maybe want to do that while you're working on it. Can't do oh, both at the same time. <laughs> should, we, should we wait, or do you want to do a voice message, or maybe I'll do some voice messages? Is the same thing. Okay, I'll do an email then. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. 25 year old. I hope you can give me some dating advice for. Oh, this is antisocial. Uh, oh, this is interesting. Uh, I'm 23. I'm 6'4, 230. My dating situation I was diagnosed with chronic myeloid leukemia, CML. <gasps> I would like to continue dating as I'm pretty lonely, especially now. So, what do you suggest? This is for Lauren. I have told about my people about my illness either turns them off immediately because it's just too much to deal with, or they just pity me and that doesn't get your peener wet. <laughs> So any advice, uh, Jeans Booth Boys, Lauren, would really appreciate it. Uh, I plan on pissing on and beating the shit out of this cancer. Good. Um, CML's, Didn't uh, see that coming. Yeah, that's just kind of aloha again. Uh, CML is- I saw uh, R. Kelly vibes all over that for a yeah. minute. 
CML is a tough illness. Uh, it's going to be with him, uh, but he you can go quite a while with it. And how, how would somebody deal with that if they want to date someone and they have a chronic condition that is potentially life-threatening? I don't know. So, so I would guess you wouldn't want to throw that out on the first date. No. Right. Second date? Probably. Maybe second or third? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then how do you... I mean, no one's perfect. Mm. I don't know. I'm a bad friend. I can already tell. <laughs> I, I I think he's going to have to find a special person. Really, yeah. Is there to. like a leukemia meets leukemia singles dating site? Interesting question. I don't know. But leukemias are all very different one to the other. It's not like there's one syndrome. There's, yeah. there's all kinds of AMLs <clears throat> and CMLs and things. Um, what does leukemia do to you? Again, it depends. So mostly when people say leukemia, they're talking about acute lymphocytic leukemia, mm -hmm. which is a, a overgrowth of lymphocytes, and it's bad. It's treatable in childhood. It is not so treatable later on. It, it, you get really, really sick. Parasites? Is it from parasites? No. Is that what you said? Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh, Paris, what did I say? Did I hear that right or did no, I make goodness. that up in my I, head? I, it, sometimes things come out of my mouth and I'm not uh, – well, anyway, it, it, uh, lymphocyte, lymphocytes, I said. Lymphocytes. That's why I said parasites. No, I was like, what? No. In CML, it's the myeloid line, so the, the, the other white cells in the system that get going. Uh, and, and sometimes red cells and sometimes some platelets get involved in that. And you can either have an acute AML, there's many different cell types there, or you can have a chronic – ML, which is what he's got. So what's the progression look like? He, he, they often, I think they can get a cure out of most of them these days with a bone marrow transplant and that kind of thing. So it hits your bones? It's in your bone marrow. It's, it's a cancer of the bone marrow, essentially. Yeah. One, one cell type takes over and blossoms. And, and bone marrow transplants is what, what cures it, can you cure can it. You can a bone marrow transplant? Mm -hmm. Very common. That's how you treat the leukemias and even sometimes... Some other cancers sometimes. Or now, like, like, how, do, how do they do a bone marrow transplant? Well, it depends on uh, what the situation is. I mean, think, things like, uh, even things like uh, multiple myeloma can be treated with bone marrow transplants pretty effectively these days. Never curatively. And the AMLs, you can cure. Anyway, it's all over the place. Yeah, and that's you, and crazy. You, and you can get into a situation where the leukemia just explodes all of a sudden. Wow. And many times those aren't treatable situations. So you, you can get into real trouble. Yeah. You, even though you can also get a cure. But it's a... It's a thing somebody yeah. has to deal with, you know. And okay, he's got it, Lauren, oh. the, the gagging lady for us. Let's so, look at these uh, just pick one, pick one, uh, like maybe that. There we go. Here she is, I coming back from work. Good afternoon, Thanks, Lauren. Sir. How are you today? And, uh, I had a great day. You did. I had a now day. everybody's gonna have a great and day. Gonna Ready? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you gotta do it for the kids. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah. There it is. Oh, One more for the kids. There it is. <laughs> All right, I'm going. It's all right. It's good enough. Good enough. Oh, I, uh, that makes me go, huh? <laughs> Lord, what's wrong? What's wrong, Lord? It's that bad? It's that bad? Can't be that bad. <laughs> Why is she doing this. that though? Because he's going, he's making a noise that he knows how I to do that triggers that her to One do it. One more for the kids. One more for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> and I told him he's a he's like a Medicare um, uh, uh, 
what do you call it? Like he advocates for patients for Medicare. And yeah. Stuff. He's a really good guy. But it's his glee that brings the most delight. That he's he thinks he it's loves so, it. It's so funny that he can do this. Damn. And, and there's something deep in me, not necessarily good, that responds to it as well. Wow. So, yeah. So that's. I it. wonder how big is their following. It's big. I bet. Yeah. It's so yeah. weird. It's so yes. It's one point three million. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Big Daddy Murph. Yeah, that's uh, Murph. Yeah. So anyway, wow. so let's uh, go back to uh, Girl Peels Fruit. Is that, uh, or what do you want? Where would you, you guys want yeah, next? It's, uh, here, let's do one more clip and then maybe some voicemails. Yeah, let's do it. Ooh, that's kind of gross. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And, and and what is behind her there on the on the? It's like a Miro painting. What's a Calder? What's going on it's back just there? Posters. Huh. Interesting. God. Let's see if the background is the same on this one. Yeah. I like the fact that she discovered that if she does She's this, a machine. People will watch her doing it. Imagine you go on a date and they're like, "What's your secret talent?" <laughs> oh no! Ooh, pineapple. Wow. The roof of her mouth must be destroyed by this. Actually, Drew, can your chompers pop out if you try to do that to the wrong thing? Yes, of course. You, you can crack yeah, them. They'll pull out or crack. Like, hurts my teeth just yeah. thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, cute, nice. Pretty cool. Little little, little break. Yeah, good. Break for what we've been dealing with. Voice message. What do you got there? Hi, Dr. Drew. I'm calling today because I did get an HPV vaccine when I was younger, but I did still get it transmitted to me as a young adult. Hmm. And I've had some clear tests over the past few years from my gynecologist, but I'm just wondering if there's anything I need to look out for in the next several years. Am I more likely to get certain types of cancers or illnesses because of this? What should I be looking out for? Can you help me? Thanks, mommies. She didn't give us her name, did she? She did not. Okay. Uh, great question. Do you have any insight? No, I don't know anything about HPV. Okay. Did you, you have to make vaccine when you were a kid? Probably. Yeah. yeah. So the vaccine is awesome. Uh, <laughs> all the new post Roe versus Wade stuff is bringing back trauma for me because I spent many years fighting for the HPV vaccine, fighting for the morning after pill, not the abortion pill, the morning after contraceptive. And I was accused of being a baby killer back in those days. And it doesn't work that way, guys. It works by preventing ovulation, just the way your birth control pills takes makes normally. Uh, and by the way, that girl we talked about early on who was having the irregular periods and stuff, she could go on contraceptives and might settle some of that stuff down. But anyway, HPV vaccine is very, very effective in preventing cancer. So there are certain subtypes of the HPV, vac HPV that causes cancer, you are pretty much protected against that with the vaccine. You can still get HPV, as she did, and it can still create some abnormalities in the cells of the cervix, but you um, can essentially take real risk away just by getting care proper screening, getting your pap smears regularly, things like that. You, you don't really need to worry about anything. The reality is that most of the HPVs that you would get, not the ones that you've been vaccinated against, the that ones you get vaccinated against are persistent and you can transmit them to other people. The more common stuff that you're not vaccinated against necessarily are usually self-limited. They don't cause any problems. They go away on their own, that kind of thing. And you don't, like after a year or two, you don't really transmit with other people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Another voice message. Hey, Hitler and the Booth Boys. Just so you guys know, you guys are the best. So the other day, someone called in about a woman laughing during sex. I thought, yes, 
you are going to answer a question that I've been having. Mm. However, this seems to be a completely different laughing situation. Ooh. I have a question about my boyfriend coming. My boyfriend and I have the most amazing orgasms when we take edibles and get it on. Mm. However, a handful of times while my boyfriend and I were doing this, he broke out in uncontrollable laughter when we came. I wrote it off to him being high and being amused at how loud I was. But the other day it happened when he was totally sober. And then it happened yet again when we were sober, but it happened when I was giving him head, so it couldn't have been him being amused by my vocalness. Huh. What the hell, Dr. Drew? Can somebody beat me? Talk to you all later. Megan. What the hell indeed, right? Sounds like it tickles him. Uh, maybe? I don't know. I, I, gentlemen, do you have any insight into this? I, this is kind of a little. I, at first, I thought it was going to be that he was kind of laughing with at her when she, because mm. she probably. You know, sometimes yeah. it can get Did a little she, amusing. I, I want to know, like, is she asking him why he's laughing? Uh, good question. That would be important information. I don't think she has because she's sort of mystified. I just by ask. It. Yeah. I'd be like, uh, "What the fuck is so funny?" Yeah, exactly. And, and and did she say he was before orgasm while or during oral sex? When they orgasm. But but he, she said the other day it was during oral sex. Like she was giving him head and he started laughing. I'm guessing at the point of orgasm. Yeah, was I there guess. like a cartoon on the, in the background and he was like, "Oh fuck." Like is it, it, she sure? It's not it's not sounding particularly good, but sometimes Sometimes laughing gets um, Does he have a good laugh? Does con- she like It's a condition response, like a condition response. Yeah. And, and it may be for, you know, did, women after orgasm can laugh or cry sometimes if it's a big sort of release. Wow. Yeah. You ever had that? Just a tingly nose. Tingly nose. Um, so, man, it makes sense to me that that could start to happen. It probably feels good to him to laugh. Maybe that's why he kind of indulges in it. And, and I do know when men sometimes, they will laugh at women orgasming. They will do that. But but he is no longer. You boys in the booth. I have not. They they will do not at that specifically. It's, it's not really? often, but it happens. Uh, I I not, like I would imagine it being like oh fuck yeah, right yeah, yeah not yeah. a <laughs> right 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 depends on the person uh, but but we don't have a good answer for you my dear so Megan <laughs> ask him ask him directly and maybe then we can talk about it some more so uh, should we do one more voice message we can do one more okay let's do it. Hey, Dr. Hitler and Mommy Jeans. My name is Keelan, and I had a question about, you know, some white, although in my case it should be considered yellow and pretty chunky. And that's basically what my question is about. Yeah. Is every time I seem to have a good time with myself, um, you know, when I <laughs> try to do it within four strokes, it's always chunky. Yeah. Like very chunky. Okay. It's always yellow. It's never <laughs> as in you see in these, the, the videos and whatnot. It's always just the nastiest of nasty. And I got to admit to my own self, you know, I've tried it myself. He can't let it's up. It's a spicy mixture. It's a spicy one. And it's just disgusting. Oh I can't God. imagine that any woman would ever want to do that to herself. So yeah. I'm terrified to have a woman want to do that. Good. Yeah, no fucking what shit. What do I do, Dr. Drew? Please let me know. Why is my cum always fucking chunky and nasty? Please let me know. Thank you. I love you guys. I'm coming up in May. And fucking piss on me and beat me. Uh, remember how I laughed at Lauren the video? This, oh. this is this. You're triggering the same response in me right now. So, 
Okay. Oh, shaking. So, okay. It's gross. It's gross, right? I like that we had to go over it seven times for us. Um, it's, He's like, and if I didn't, if I didn't, in case you missed it, it's yeah. chunky. <laughs> it's gross and yellow and, and chunky. yellow and. So gross. So uh, oh, I. Oh, that was a sobering thing to hear. I sort of, uh, sort of call that tapioca pudding syndrome. That's sort of what we're talking about here. No, it's gross. Uh, that is all proteinaceous agglutination, uh, that material that's coming out. Oh, come on. Oh, you got a picture of tapioca pudding? Come on, no. Come on. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's tapioca pudding, right? That's sort of what we're talking about, guys, oh, isn't it? Oh, my fucking God. Uh, hey, let's go get some barbecue. Come on, Laura. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> two Holy fuck. Yeah, God with two syllables. So, um, <laughs> so... <laughs> oh man you've said it all Lauren you've said it all oh I'm sorry let, I'm just let me answer the young man's question which is down. dude that may just be you it's possible some guys that is just their thing a way to kind of minimize it lots of fluids and clear the pipes more regularly you understand what I'm saying and it might thin out a bit so there we go yeah guys barbecue let's go a little, little uh, brisket yeah. coming Who's up hungry? all right yeah. are you hungry what? let's go come on Lauren <laughs> I apologize for our listeners and our, our our voicemail. You know, it's really. I am shocked. I know it's really it's a bit much. I'm just, I'm apologizing to your mom. Uh, so sorry for putting Lauren through this. Are you good? Are you in one piece? I'm okay. I'm okay. okay. You're okay. So you want to tell people where they can find you? Yes. <laughs> Uh, at I am Lauren Compton across all platforms. And is there one website where they can find sort of all the links? I'm I'm Lauren Compton dot com or anything. Instagram, OnlyFans. So at I am Lauren Compton. At I am Lauren Compton. L a u r e n c o m p t o n. There you go, everybody. Lauren Compton, thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you for playing along. Thanks for having me. You're All gonna right. leave me on the fucking cum dumpster note with this guy. We could. Can we do it? Is there is there a palate cleanser yellow. we can give Lauren? Is there something well, we Lauren, can do? Well, now that we've grossed you out so, completely. Can we bring her something uh, some, with flowers? Some or mac and cheese out there. Hello, Julia Boy, or something. you want flowers? No, something to clear her palate. You know what? I'll give you a fun, uh, I'll give you some TikToks. A, a horrible that. or hilarious or something to kind of make her laugh about it? Here. I'm uh, feeling guilty. Horrible or hilarious? I'm feeling All guilty. Right, Drew, I like where you're going with this. All right, just, yeah. just get her mind off the, you yeah. know. Here's yeah. a fun, light uh, clip to end on. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> so you show me something traumatizing. No, Fuck you guys. Hilarious. Fuck you guys. We've I'm never, done. Had any, never had anybody storm off before, but here we go. That's it. All right. Great meeting you, Dr. Drew. You're guys. Alive. Fuck you too. <laughs> and with that, we'll Great see you next time. See you next time. <laughs> All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.